1: I thank you for your presence and for your goodness and your mercy. I thank you, Lord, that you have brought us to this house today, and you're going to speak clearly through your word. Lord, change our hearts and change our lives. Make us what you want us to be, a righteous people, not people who simply claim you, but that we would be people who know you and walk in the power of that knowledge. Thank you for the freedom that comes through Christ and the hope that we have through the truths that your word has instilled in who we are. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to bring you a message today entitled Chainbreaker. I believe that more people are bound than have a clue. As a matter of fact, more children of the living God are not walking in the freedom that God has intended for their life than you could ever imagine. And so today, I want to take you into the Word, and we're going to talk about this chain-breaker truth. Now, I was supposed to be bringing a series called Live to You for uh, about three weeks here now, and God shifted that, and we're doing this one called Sticks and Stones and today we're going to be, obviously, I've asked for the lights to be dark, we're going to be illustrating this a little bit differently today. Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 29, I know it's dark there for you, so I'm going to quickly read this, uh, it'll be on the screen there for you. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 29, now I need your help with this, uh, it does not my, I'll say it all together, does not my word, word burn like fire? So it's the word of the Lord that becomes a consuming fire in our life. Does not my word burn like fire, says the Lord. Watch this. Is it, what is it referring to? The word. It is referring to what? The word. Is it not like a mighty hammer? This will preach. Is it not like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock to pieces? Okay. Is it not like a mighty hammer that smashes a rock? To pieces. When you travel internationally, many times you'll find, particularly in Haiti and nations uh, that are, are, are somewhat economically repressed, that you'll find people sitting around and they'll be breaking stones up. I mean, just that's what they do for a living. They break stones up with a hammer and to make the gravel and the things that people put out in the parking lots, and it's just tedious work. But the word says that the the word of the living God it not only breaks it up, but it smashes it. It pulverizes it. It makes it of no good anymore, okay? I want you to catch that. Now, we started this series, uh, like I said, unintentionally, as I preached to you about the bloody stones of bitterness that were in the back of the, uh, the Capitol building and how in 1877, Kincaid, a reporter, shot William Preston Talby there, and I preached that to you just a few weeks ago, and, and how that blood still stains. Those stones. But while I was in the U.S. Capitol building, this one phrase kept coming to me out of First Peter chapter number two and verse number four. This is how it reads. It says, You are coming to Christ. Now I can't get I cannot not get excited about this passage. It says, You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. How many are thankful that we're founded on Jesus Christ? Amen. He was rejected by his people, but he was chosen. I don't care if you've been rejected. Jesus has chosen you. Amen. He was chosen by God for a great honor. And you, notice this now, and you are living stones. You are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. It's declaring who you are, okay? This is what really stuck out to me, that you are living stones, that through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. Now, Notice that again. You offer spiritual, you can do something right and make God happy because of what Jesus Christ has done in your life. That's truth. Too many of us feel like we live in this constant state of letting God down. But because of who Jesus is, we can walk in freedom. And so as we've been studying this, I shared with you how that as living stones, we had that blood of bitterness can creep down and stain our lives. And, and, and it got me studying the, the significance of stones in the Scripture. And here's what I found about stones in the Scripture quickly. Stones are markers to memorialize. We set out stones, headstones at, at at graves. We we place statues out of stone. We, we there are markers of stone set to remember specific activities. And if you even go to our specific people, if you go to a a, a a a Jewish graveyard, you'll find that on top of that those those headstones there's always smaller stones that you place there to say that says this, you are not forgotten. They are, stones are markers of memory. Secondly, stones represent the resoluteness of believers, that we're not diluted, that we're not washing away, that we didn't build our house upon the sand, but we've built our house upon what? The rock, the rock of Jesus Christ. And it's a resoluteness of believers. Stones were also a sign of judgment in the scripture, a sign of judgment. So we have memorials, resoluteness, and judgment. So I want you to listen to me carefully. As living stones, we become living memorials with our faith resolute in the chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ, who bore our judgment for us. Come on now. Let me say it again. As living stones, we live as living memorials with our faith of resoluteness in the chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ, who bore our judgment. And we are not wishy-washy and led by the times and led by the seasons that we live in, but we know who we are, that in whatsoever place we find ourselves, we are therefore content in Christ Jesus. There's one more facet of stones that I want to talk to you about today. Stones are also memorials to our failures, the failures of our lives, our sins. You see, we as living stones, though, have a problem because stones are the the markers of failures in our lives. Stones, we, we are attracted to them and we begin to collect those stones that we have no business carrying. Why would we pick up stones that we have no business carrying as living stones of Christ? Why would we pick up these these markers of our failures? Why would I carry these stones that let me see my own failure around? And let me just tell you why we do that. Because you see, as I collect these stones that mark my own failure, what happens is, and I feel the Holy Spirit as I'm about to say to, say this to you, what happens is this. I carry around my own failure so that when I see someone else who seems to have a greater failure, I have ammunition to make myself feel better about myself because I start casting stones at them in their greater failure. And at least I'm not like them. As a matter of fact, the scripture says that, that they stood in the temple and he prayed this prayer. He said, thank you, God, that I'm not like him casting stones. Casting stones. You see, when we walk in sin, we are casting those stones of judgment against other people in our lives so many times. I actually saw a young lady last night give a testimony, and this was her, her testimony, that God had set her free from same-sex attraction, and she said, I have been attacked more for being freed from it than I, have, I was for living in it. She said, because as I'm telling people God can set you free, people are attacking me and telling me that that's not possible, that God can't do that, 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 that's, that that's not true. She said, but I know what God has done in my life. You see, what they're saying is this. They're saying, if God can set you free from what binds you, then I have no excuse for what binds me. So we use these stones to throw them at other people. And the stones begin to weigh us down. But let me make my point to you with this illustration today. If you'll look at the center of the stage here, there's a large stone and attached to it are chains. And these chains are going to represent the big failures the big sins. I know all sin is the same in the eyes of God, but I'm talking about the way we look at it in our lives because we carry these small stones around, but we are looking at the people who have the larger failures, the larger stone of failure in their life. And we're comparing it to the stones that we carry in our life. And we're like, Whoa, at least I am not like them. And so we look and we see these people bound to these large addictions and struggles and problems. And that's where we'll start right here in the center. I've asked Kevin to represent the man who who has become addicted to some kind of a substance, either alcohol or drugs. And and as he's become addicted to that substance, we'll look at him and we can quickly identify his problem. As a matter of fact, seeing the people coming into this house being set free from drugs and alcohol, I've seen a lot of people come in here looking like Pastor Kevin. As a matter of fact, I saw him this morning beforehand, and I thought I'd forgotten that he was helping with me with this, and I thought, what in the world happened to that boy? But he he looks messed up, he looks dirty, he looks unkept, he's looking for another fix, he's looking for another hit, he's looking for something to dull the pain. And so when I look at him in this condition, what I can see is he's bound to a stone of addiction. And I can quickly tell you that's why he has his problem. That's why he doesn't have any money. That's why he lost his house. That's why his wife and children walked out on him because I see, watch this, what am I doing? I've been stacking up stones of my own failure and I'm lobbing them at him because I'm comparing his faults to my faults and his seems so much bigger because he's carrying something that he can't move around anymore and instead of carrying stones, he's now weighed down by a stone that he can't live anymore. Am I preaching truth here today? And he's carrying these uh, burdens and struggles and he can't seem to get free from them anymore. And so we see where he is and we're like, well, thank God I'm not there. Or what about this guy over here on the corner? I mean, maybe this will bring it a little bit closer to home. So we we see this guy on the corner over here, and he's in a corner in the dark as he's sitting in the corner, dressed in dark clothing in the corner here in the dark. He's looking on this computer, and as he's looking on this computer, I'll give you one guess what he's looking at. He's looking at stuff he has no business looking at and so as we see him with his porn addiction sitting in the corner in the dark, chained to addiction that he can't get away from, we understand why his wife and children walked out on him because they couldn't put up with the fact that he was living in a dark place and expecting dark things and going going to levels of debauchery that, that there's no understanding of how he ever ended up there. But as you see, I understand it because as I look at it, I see why his life has gone this way because I see what he's attached to but thanks be to God we're not that way thanks be to God that we're not carrying that stone around with us wow what about this young lady on the other side So here, this young lady has probably been abandoned by, uh, her family was broken by divorce. She's been abandoned. She has been hurt. She possibly was molested. All of these things have happened to her. And so she's got this gaping wound inside of her soul that she tries to fill with every man that she can find. And so she learns to search for love by offering her body up for love. And as she is living in lust, quite literally, and these men are, are, are coming to her, and she's not only had one marriage, she's had two marriages. And, and maybe why don't we just go in the story in the Bible? There wasn't one, there wasn't two, there, wasn't, there were multiple marriages, and the man she lives with now is not even her husband, and she had to come to the well at a different time of day. Why? Because the other women were looking at her going, I know why you're messed up, because I can see it. I've seen all your divorces, I've seen all your past, but thanks be to God, it's not the same as mine. But we're missing a great truth. We're missing a truth that, that we're going to use this guy who ends up coming to her to start help me show you the truth. We can see their problem, but we can't see our own problem because we're too busy trying to use our own problems to get measure ourselves against others to go, well, at least I'm not that anymore, or at least I don't look like that person, or at least uh, I'm still uh, holding on here and I, and uh, this isn't happening. But the problem is this. He didn't start being able to come over and be attracted to her the, uh, the way simply because cause he wanted to let me. Whoa, today I'm going to ruin my family. Today I'm going to ruin my children's lives. I'm going to smile at the woman across working and before long we're going to be end up in bed together. No, instead it all started with a glance. It all started with the wrong smile. It all started when one little sin became one stone that he picked up and started carrying around in his life. But at least he's not, I mean, I'm, I, he wouldn't really do this. But the problem is, with every wrong smile, with every inappropriate text, with everything, we start picking up little stones. And as we start picking up little stones, we're walking around with every failure, with every struggle collecting small stones. And I want you to know today that I found in all three services is to be true that we are stone stackers. I don't know if you ever kayaked, but I've, I, I've kayaked, and, and while you're kayaking down the river, a lot of times you'll stop and see where the people stack up the stones. It's against the law. You're not supposed to do that. I know all that, but the truth is it's there. And we stop and we see where somebody else has been stacking up stones. And we think, oh, that's interesting. But we don't realize the fact that most of us have been stacking up stones in our own life and we can't even see how much they're weighing us down. We can't even see the damage they're doing in our life. We can't even see the problems that they're causing us because we've just been stacking up stones. And we're at least judging ourselves still against the go, well, I might be struggling with this, but I am not as bad as he is. Am I making sense to Anybody? So I'm adding these small stones into my life. And so we have a young lady here who, uh, who is very simple. She's going to end up in the wrong place, and it didn't start somewhere that seemed so devious, but every time she went online and every time she judged herself against some other girl's appearance, every time she became envious of the way somebody else was living, every time that she became jealous over the fact that somebody else has the life that she really deserves, she's ended up stacking up stones in her life. And before long, she begins to be weighted down by that struggle, weighted down by that problem and she just keeps stacking up stones. Now, some of you are going, Pastor Don, does this apply to my life? Can I tell you that I realized something in my own life this week? I spend way too much time stacking up stones and it's time to deal with them. It's time to get honest about the fact that we might not be who we used to be, but we've got some work that needs to be done in who we are. Am I preaching truth today? We are not finished products yet. We are living stones that are still being built into the temple image of Jesus Christ. We are not there yet. But like this young man here who, who started out coming into this place, looking just like this joker right here. And when he came in, he was, uh, let me just say it this way. You were off the chain, quite literally. He, wa- he was messed up. His world had fallen apart. He was addicted and he was lost. And I watched him this summer as all this time later, he's walking in the freedom of Jesus Christ as he ministered to our, young people as he walks in freedom, as he dances in the altars of the living God. But can I tell you something? If he doesn't keep his anger in check, he'll start picking up stones. But I'm never going back. The problem is you have no intention of going back, but the little stones begin to weigh you down. Am I preaching truth? The little stones begin to weigh you down. So what are you going to do about the little stones that begin to weigh you down? Well, here's the problem. Before long, those stones become heavy. And as those stones become heavy, you need somewhere to lean. You need somewhere to go and lean on so that the stones that have become heavy in your life, uh, that you can rest. And so what do you do? Well, this guy didn't start out saying, Hey, I'm going to take a hit and going to ruin my life. He was simply looking for somewhere to lean. Can I tell you what a leaning wall built of stone is going to do? It's going to fall. It's going to fall. And so, when you build a a wall in your life out of faults and failures and struggles, and you're leaning, trying to keep it up, trying to keep living, before long, you'll find yourself, instead of judging yourself against others, you'll find yourself needing something to bring joy to your soul. So, you end up cutting yourself or hurting yourself or thinking about suicide and thinking about things that will destroy your life because you're trying to find something to lean on. And people can step back and then go, I know what their problem is. keep getting angry, watch this now, if you keep getting angry before long, you're going to end up back where you used to be because you've got too much weight that you're carrying around in your life and you just need a break. You just need a refreshing. You just need something to change. Before long, he walks out on his wife and children and he becomes just as bound as she is. And so when they're tired If I'm carrying these weights, they pick up chains as well. And we now know what their problem is. He would be better if he could just calm down. Why does she not value herself? Oh, we know what his problem is. He stepped out. We're just casting stones. Did I tell you this is simple but yet profound? What happens when I realize that I'm carrying too much weight? What do I do about it? Why, how do I fix it? How do I change it? Well, don't you remember? Oh, maybe we need to go back to 1 Peter real fast. Let me show you in 1 Peter chapter 2. Let's go up to verse number 8. I want, to, I want you to figure this out. What do I do when I end up bound and I, I've been carrying too much weight because I've been picking up too many stones? Watch this. But you are not like that. He's not telling you about your weakness. Watch this. He's going to tell you who God sees you as. You're not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are God's very own possession. My goodness. And as a result, I want you to see this. As a result, watch this. You what? You what? You what? I got one third of you. Come on now. You. Can show others the goodness of God. See, that's not who you are anymore. Because of who you are in Christ, you can overcome everything that's got you bound, is what he starts telling you. Watch this. And all of a sudden, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. In other words, your family may have been in generations of darkness, but God's calling you to a better place. Because once, you had no identity as a people. Now you are God's people. Praise God. And once you received no mercy, but now you have received God's mercy. Do you get it? That's about 20% of you. Let me go back to 1 Peter later in the chapter over the initial verse. It says this, for God called you to do good. Watch this now. This has convicted me all morning, even if it means suffering, Just as Christ suffered for you, he is your example and you must follow in his steps. He never sinned, he never deceived anybody. Watch this, the word's telling me what I need to do. Watch this, he did not retaliate when he was insulted, he was not threatened, or nor did he threaten revenge when he suffered. Watch this, he left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. In other words, you're gonna say, God, I can't fix it, but only you, can he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right watch this now but his watch this by his wounds you are healed we once were like sheep who wandered away but now you have turned to your shepherd the guardian of your souls do you see what I'm trying to tell you? No, maybe we ought to get back to Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 29 one more time before we close today. Does not my word burn like fire, says the Lord. It is my word, my word that tells you who you are, that will see the hammer that smashes the rock that keeps you bound. Maybe you're not getting it yet. Let me take it a step further. We pick up stones. We end up bound to rocks that we cannot move. We end up in struggles and problems that we don't know how to get free from. But what the Word tells me is instead of whining about it all the time and instead of confessing over and over and over again because I keep going back to the same failure, I need to learn what the Word says. And when I learn what First Peter says here alone will change who I am. And instead of declaring, oh, I failed again. I struggled again. Oh, I don't know if I can win again. I don't know if I can overcome again. Instead, it is his word that smashes the stones of my life and sets me free. So what do I begin to declare? I begin to declare his You're not with me yet. I said, I begin to declare his. Word And so you're going, Pastor Don, I can't quote scriptures like you. Maybe you can't quote scriptures like I'm doing this morning. But you can, watch this now, you can learn what he says about you. And when the devil shows up and says to you, you'll always be addicted. You'll always be struggling. You'll always be bound. You declare the word of the Lord. You take a look at where you are and you say, I'm not this anymore. I am chosen of the living. God, I am free because of who Christ says I am. The devil tries to push you back into that dark corner, and you stand up and say, I don't fit there anymore. I am a royal priesthood, a righteous generation. I walk in freedom, I walk in victory. I am his child. No, 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 no. You're a sinner. No, don't call what God has called righteous. Don't call it sin. According to his word, I am holy. I am holy by the blood of Jesus Christ. I am a victor by the power of God. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Your family's lived in that darkness for 10 generations. My family may have been a bunch of drunk Indians for generations back, but I declare this same truth over it because my parents stumbled into an altar and a light was birthed inside of them in the hope of Jesus Christ. I don't live under the darkness of the curse. I am living in the light of Jesus Christ. I know who I am according to his word. I am no longer carrying stones. I am to throw at others because I am surrounded by his mercy and he that receives grace should also give grace. And I am no longer following the curse of darkness. I am now, watch this, Pastor Don, it can't be this simple. Yes, it can. When you start looking the devil in the eye and saying, don't you bring that old mess back inside of me. Don't you put that temptation in front of me. I'm not that person anymore. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. That means I will walk the way he walked. I will live the way he lived. I will talk the way he talked. I will walk in the freedom of Christ. I need you to help me with this one because... I may have struggled a thousand times, but now I declare, go to the next slide, I want them to see it. I can do what is right. No, no, no. Oh, but you're gonna fail again. No, 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 listen to me. I can do what is right. According to 1 Peter, I can. Oh, I can go all day, come on now. I can do what is right. Why? Because I used to do it, uh, What? I a failure from a bad place. I used to do it because of the pain and the struggles of my life. But I can now do what is right because by His stripes, I am healed by the blood of Jesus Christ and it's His Word, His Word is the chain breaker. I know the chain breaker, it's His Word and in the beginning was the Word was the Word. You're trying to overcomplicate it. Give me 12 steps. No, I'm giving you a rock to stand on. The Word of the living God. Come on, give God a praise like he deserves. Hallelujah. I want some of you to begin to declare these things over your life. It's that simple. I am chosen. That's for somebody here devil starts pulling you back. I am a world priesthood. Yeah. I am holy. Yeah. Can I tell you what your pastor quotes when the devil showed up this week when I was getting my lights punched out? I began to quote. And all of a sudden God took me back to about a month ago when I was at revival preaching and I was supposed to get down into the water and, and baptize for about three hours. And instead of getting down into the water As I stepped into the water, instead of baptizing, the Holy Spirit hit me. And I saw, I was preaching about the things that melt off of you that you're bound by. And I saw three or four things that have held me back. I saw pains and struggles and sins. And I said, God, burn it off of me were there in the water. I took those things and I threw them. And I said, God, this ends here. And so the enemy shows up and says, let bitterness take a hold of your heart. Or the enemy shows up and says things that are painful in my life. this is what I began to declare this week. It ended there. That's the marker. That's the cornerstone that, that I'm trusting in, what Jesus did in my life there. And because of what Jesus did in my life there, this is what I began to declare. I am, what's this? I am a bloodbought child of the King. I am, according to the Word, the righteousness of Christ. I am a chosen child of the Father. And as I began to declare who I am, instead of letting the world tell me who I need to be, something shifted inside of me. Instead of falling and having to get up and get clean, I stood up and I dusted myself off and said, nope, not going back, not going there because I am something else in Christ now chosen. Royal priesthood. Holy by the blood of Jesus Christ. A light in the darkened world because I live in the light who's surrounded by mercy. Follower of Christ. Watch this now. I can do what is right because he's healed me and he is my chain breaker. And I know it because of the word. What makes you free? What he said about you. Stand with me across this place service is about to be a thing of the past. There are moments before we leave. But eternities can be settled in moments. You see, some of you, the devil tells you, you're never going to make it to heaven. Well, there's a cornerstone. His name is Jesus. And if you will build your life on faith in Him, you will become a bought, paid for child of the King. But Pastor Don, you don't understand. Those chains are small compared to what binds me. But you don't understand what it says about the cornerstone. It says that when the cornerstone fell, it crushed, it destroyed, it it smashed every stronghold of the enemy. You are not bound because you have to be. You are simply bound because you haven't received his promise of freedom yet. It changes here. Changes now. It changes here. It changes now. Mike? Mike, meet you right there. Come here. You ever picked up a stone? Get you one. Put the slide back up there with all the names, all the lists. Can you do that for me? There you go. Throw it to somebody? It's your own culpability, but you can throw it to somebody. Or you can throw it at the foot of the cross by believing one of his promises about you. That that's not you anymore. That you're not going back there. That you're done. It's through. It's been paid for. So, which one is it? Which one is it? All of them. Start declaring them. At the cross. Start declaring them. Seriously, start declaring them. Put them at the cross. Put it at the cross. I am chosen. Say it with me. I am. I am a royal priesthood. I am holy. See, that the devil told you you couldn't get holy, but you are holy. Come on, declare it. Declare it. Declare it. that simple. Pastor Don, I need somebody to zap me with a a touch. No, 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 no. His word not only is a fire that smashes the rock, but the prophet of old said, it is like fire shut up inside of my bones. It becomes the touch that gives you the strength to overcome. So listen to me now. In just a moment, I'm going to pray for you. God's going to set some people free. This is it. Some of you are carrying stones. I'm going to let some of you that want to, you can come, pick up a stone, pick up two, don't take 45, (laughs) and put them at the foot of the cross. Some of you may just make your way to the altars, and some may start right there, but you're about to get free because this is your moment for the cornerstone to destroy the small stones or the big stones. That have been holding you back. Every head bowed and every eye closed in this place for just a moment. God is here. You are stone stackers. You have packages that you carry of struggles, and problems. And While I'm doing this part, if you want to start coming and getting a stone and put it down, you may. But I want to. Be, I want to talk to everyone heads bowed unless you're moving. If you're here today and you say, Pastor never really allowed jesus to become my cornerstone maybe you're watching maybe you're listening but i've never really allowed him to be my cornerstone looking at a righteous man of god right now that for i don't know how many years jesus has been his cornerstone has he ever let you down never have we ever failed many times but god is faithful But if you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, I've come to this house today and I wanna give my life completely to Jesus Christ. I wanna make Jesus the cornerstone of my life. I wanna make him the mark of my soul. As people are coming and laying these stones at the foot of the cross, I wanna pray with you right where you are. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, today I wanna know Jesus is my savior. I wanna make him my cornerstone. Yeah, I'm either never have or I'm not living for God. I wanna, nobody looking around, everybody pray unless you're walking toward the cross. Well, that'll preach. But if that's you, I want to see your hand right where you are. Today, I want to know Jesus Christ as my Savior. Hold it up high. Hold it up high. Hold it up high. Thank you. Thank you. Are there others? Quickly. Today's your day. This is your moment. This is your time. This is the moment in your relationship with Christ. Hold it up high. It's dark. I can't see. Thank you. Are there others? Hold them up high. Hold them up high. This is it. This is it. This is your moment. This is your time. This is your day. The cornerstone you're about to meet. And your life's never going to be the same again. All right, put those hands down for just a moment. I'm about to pray with you. Some of you would say with me, Pastor, I've been believing a lie far too long and I'm ready to believe the word. I'm ready to believe the word. If that's you, let me see your hand. If that's you, hold it up high hold it up high you are not defeated you are not destroyed and let me just tell you i don't care how many times they told you that that disease that was a disease that was going to keep you bound your whole life that you wouldn't that you wouldn't become free you'd just be a recovering one of those right now i declare that the word of the lord smashes that that you become a new creation in jesus christ you are a blood-bought child of the father god's doing something in this house God's doing something. We're going to pray for these today and those that are watching that have given their life to Jesus Christ today, right here, right now, as people still come. You can feel free to still come. People are still coming from all over this building. They're laying this at the foot of the cross. But I want you to lift your voices and pray as if it were your son or daughter or your family member that was praying this for the first time if you will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your hearts that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says that you will be born again and your life will be founded on the chief cornerstone. Come on, let's pray this with these. As people still feel free to come as we're praying, pray with me now. Jesus, Jesus, by faith, faith, I believe believe, your promises. Heavenly Father, Father, I now receive receive your grace. grace. Forgive me me of of my past my present and my future. I am a sinner in need of a Savior. But in Jesus' name, I receive the gift of salvation. By faith, I declare God is my Father, Heaven is my home, and Jesus is my Savior. Father, I thank you for the many that have prayed that both here and those that are are watching or listening now, that as they have declared that, that their life is now sealed by the Holy Spirit and they are being founded on the chief cornerstone. For those that have believed a lie far too long, I declare the freedom of Christ over them and may the word break and smash and pulverize and destroy the lie of the devil in their life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. How many are thankful for the cornerstone that destroys everything?